welcome everyone to the first of, well, many episodes for this podcast. This is The Quality Coach, and we're going to be starting off today by covering a few topics. We're going to look at the change throughout the industry of software testing and to how the role itself has changed significantly over probably the last, I would say, maybe five to seven years. There's still that very traditional sense of how testing in software in the industry takes place. However, I think that in more recent years, it started to shift in a particular direction, which is the topic of today's episode, which we're going to get into right after this. All right, so we're back and let's just jump right into it. First of all, I'm going to give some context around what I mean when I say shifting in a particular direction because what I'm talking about is it's actually a common, it's a bit of a well-known methodology. It's called the shift left approach. And you might be thinking, what is the shift left approach? Essentially, it's actually very self-explanatory. When we think about software testing, sometimes we think about it in that waterfall way of working. And I've worked at plenty of companies over the years that would claim to be agile, but in reality, they still in some way have that waterfall mentality. And I'm sure that everyone listening to this can agree that I have found it very difficult to actually find a company that does full agile. I don't even think I've ever worked at a company that's done full agile because there's always that mix of waterfall and agile there. Now, in the traditional way of the waterfall kind of methodology, what would happen is you would define your requirements, go through that process, the development team would build the product and the features, and then it would get passed off to the testing team. Now, there are issues with this that I personally have, and my opinion is that that way of working, like it probably does work for certain things. I've, my experience has been in software as a service places. So lots of SLAs, lots of uptime requirements, things like that. And what we found was that you can do it that way. But the problem is, is that once you start to have massive time pressures, then suddenly when you're getting to those last few stages of an application and you've blown out of your let's say time budget then you've now just entered into that process of quality control and suddenly if things have to get pushed out to production for example and things need to be done at ASAP and it needs to go out this feature was promised a week ago that it would happen yesterday then of course quality suffers because you do not get the time to actually look into your application and then there's obviously the flip side to that as well which is and i've personally experienced this before if you find a defect in your software right like let's say 30 minutes before you're supposed to deploy it i can guarantee you that it's never a fun conversation to have where you have to essentially delay and go back to the very starting stage and redo a whole bunch of work because there was no prior involvement in of quality assurance in this process. Now, the new way of doing it is, well, essentially fixes this problem. So the shift left approach quite literally 
if you think about that waterfall methodology I mentioned earlier where you have you know requirements are defined at the very start on the far left then you have design then you have implementation then you have verification then you have deployment for example this is just I'm just making that up the shift left idea essentially just goes well quality is a thing that you need throughout the whole process like if you have requirements at the very start of your process that were not clearly defined due to a I don't know lack of quality in that process then you might end up building something that your developers might say it follows the spec it might go to QA QA might go yep cool it does follow the spec you have done everything right I can't find a problem with it and then you go and deliver it to a client and for example it's not what they asked for and I've, I've also seen that I've been there and seeing that and the problem is is that from a quality assurance perspective when you do it in that waterfall methodology you can only validate that what they have delivered fits the criteria or the requirements the problem being if those requirements are wrong for any reason then you can't actually find a flaw in it You've, you, you can only test it against that so the shift left approach or the idea is is that involving the testing or the quality person much earlier and involving them regularly means that it kind of if you think about uh, the time investment it pushes that to the start rather than to the end and in doing that you a good way of thinking about it is involve quality far earlier so that you don't need to involve them far later and having said that Involving them earlier also means that you focus on what I like to refer to as defect prevention over defect detection. So in a sense, you are working with your team at the start to build a product that is of high quality rather than get involved at the very end, test that product and then discover a problem with its quality. And when you discover it at the very end, I have seen times and places where people would often just go, well, we don't have the time to fix it, so ship it. That is a massive issue. And yeah, so the the shift left approach, in a sense, is supposed to fix this. And this is something that I have seen some companies do very, very well. So it might be an idea to, and this is something you guys can can all do, even in your own workplace, like look at the way that testing is involved at the moment for yourself and then go online and just look at how shift left in a nutshell works. And if you can, if there is anything that will help you sell it to someone, it's the idea of defect prevention over defect detection. Because if there's one thing that a lot of these companies and, you know, even delivery managers and things like that, they, they know that defects end up costing them time, time costs money. You, you know, essentially this is a cost-saving exercise. By involving quality earlier, you don't have to find the problems later and you avoid all of the cost and everything associated with having to go back to the drawing board and push back releases and deployments and, and delay that whole process. So... That right there, I think, is my number. That's really the one thing I wanted to cover off was uh, that whole thing. But the next thing that we'll go into is a bit less specific to the actual, you know, that shift left approach. It's more about 
just the role itself. And I think it, it ties in very well to what we've been discussing, which is that the role of a tester has shifted significantly, at least what I've seen in the last few years. So we'll jump into that in a moment. Okay, so the role of a tester, and, and this is the thing, even just the word tester is no longer, I don't even, people that I work with nowadays don't use that term because back in the traditional way, in that waterfall mentality, in those, you know, those days back when you just get sent a ticket, test the ticket, make sure it works, blah, 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 you know? Well, nowadays it's very, very different. In my current role, I'm not there to just validate their work at the very end of the process. I'm involved, I consult, I teach, I coach. I am there to essentially advise and provide my professional opinion and kind of, in a sense, act as uh, expert advice on how to build an application or how to build a feature in a way that is testable, in a way that is of decent quality, following requirements that make sense. You know, if there's ever a question of whether or not the requirements make sense, we go back and we review. And part of my role is also to run initiatives within these teams to essentially lift up the the shared knowledge of how to build good quality applications in you know the environment that we work in so back in the day you know it was so much like just a simple you get a ticket you test the ticket yes or no it goes out next ticket and that was most of your day job pretty much that was that was a lot of what you did and then i think test automation started to get people who were in testing onto that more technical uh, level of knowledge and so once they went into that then it's like okay then the role started shifting into, in a sense, you're a developer who focuses and specializes on quality and can also provide, you know, that testing support. And now I think it's moved even further than that into you're a consultant. If it's, you're effectively a consultant who, you know, can go in and provide that you know, groundwork for an end-to-end -end test suite, for example, or you can go in and you can like you know I still know how to test a product I can still test it and and do things like that but there's more involvement from everybody else I've I've found in the last few years things like uh, I think we call them bug bashes or bug hunts or things like that where you get entire teams and just literally anyone in the company random people into a room and you host that event and you try to break the software or break the feature just grab literally anyone who's just walking down the hallway pull them into a room and say, do you want to take part in this? And that has found significant, significant um, success from the places that I've seen because, you know, everyone brings a different perspective and that's the key thing that we all look for. So I've found, and this might be different for everyone, but at least from what I've seen in the IT industry around Australia, that quality role has gone from tester uh, in the traditional sense over to, you know, okay, you, you can do automation and things like that. Now there's a level of expectation on us that, you know, I need to be able to, I should understand how the deployment works. I should understand how CI CD works. I should understand, 
how the cloud infrastructure works and how that's set up, there's so much more involvement in these earlier stages and so much more involvement in the overall overarching kind of, you know, design of a system that it's a huge opportunity, I think, for people who are in quality roles at the moment that if you can find a role like that, that will give you so much exposure. You will have, you know, dev exposure on end-to-end tests. You will have exposure to systems engineering concepts and principles. You'll get involved in, you know, requirements and, and things like that. It is a significant opportunity out there. So I want to wrap up on that, but I think that is the significant, uh, or I think there are so many doors open at the moment is my point. And that is a huge, huge thing that we can take advantage of because I'm seeing the quality role go from that traditional boring, well, essentially it was boring when I did it. Um, you know, you click, you test, stuff like that, but now you are a consultant. And I think I've seen for many people as well that going into that consulting role has opened up so many doors. But with that, we will wrap up for now.